0: Hello and welcome back to A Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin. I'm very glad you're joining us again today. Today we're going to have another very interesting show. We have invited back Kat James, who's been a guest on our show a couple of times now because her understanding of human nutrition is different than most people these days and different in a way that really marks it as not just exceptional, but exceptionally good, and is helping just scores and scores of people. So again, I wanted to do a deep dive into the subject of human nutrition and really look at it from this other, actually very scientific point of view. And I have found that our listeners have benefited from this. I know people in my own private practice and students who have also benefited from it. And because of that personal experience, I was on one of her retreats myself and I'll speak about that a little bit today too. Because of all of this it's a very real and vivid experience that I really want to bring her back on to share with you. So before we get into that, I first want, because we've got a time constraint here uh, with my colleague and dear, dear friend, Connie Monteleone, who has to leave shortly, I'm actually going to open up with her and her direct experience, and then we'll fill in with Kat thereafter on some of the science behind this, some of the benefits that people have had through this program and also an invitation to you all anyone who would want to attend the next retreat that's coming up next week in beautiful southern Florida. So welcome both of you to the show and uh, Connie, I'd like to start with you first my wonderful student and uh, woman who is always looking around the corner for what's next and what's really quality so I'm so glad that you have followed on this path with Cat, and tell us a little bit about what your exact your actual experience has been.
1: Sure. Uh, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Connie, and my experience has been um, getting off the coffee, the caffeine, which I was really struggling with, and with going down to with Cat James Retreat kind of helped me. But what I've experienced is better sleep. How much coffee did you Um, drink, Connie? Oh, jeez. I was drinking maybe like two, three, four cups of iced coffees and espressos. And so I was really high (laughs) with the caffeine. Um, (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So with the cravings, I am not craving any sugar like I used to. I'm sleeping a lot better. I'm waking up with a lot more energy. Of course, I've lost weight. And uh, yes. I just feel a little more focused and like I'm ready to, you know, challenge, you know, take on the challenge of this crazy world that's been going on. And uh, um, and, and another thing I realized that my taste buds, I was actually, I had a piece around Christmas time. There was like strawberries and stuff. Someone, and I said, you know, let me have a little piece of strawberry, you know, just to see. And I got a very tart taste like, it's, I'm not craving, like, the fruit anymore. It's just I have um, different buds, you know, the taste buds changed. So I've yeah. noticed that. So, um, Interesting. Yeah. And uh, in the beginning, like, my face cleared up, and I felt people were, like, commenting. on you know, like, what kind of moisturizer? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you would never know. This is it butter? No. <laughs> but, uh yeah. yeah, I I I got when I got back from the tree, everyone said, "Oh my God, you look amazing!" You know, your face looks a lot, you know, hydrated. You know, I got a lot of comp- you know, I was getting a lot of compos left and right for my husband, so that was a great thing. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I just yeah, that's feel worth like, the price um, of entry, right?
0: <laughs>
1: getting compliments from your husband. Um, oh,
0: you think I'm beautiful <laughs> again? Please yeah. go on, right? <laughs>
1: So he, he, he me kind of me more. Yeah, he yes. was like, "Wow, uh-huh. this stuff works," and and uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with my journey. You know, I'm still learning the, you know, the, you know, how how to maintain and you know with the protein and all that. But yeah, those mm-hmm. were the, you know, these are the experiences that I'm experiencing, and um, you know, I'm going back that's again good. to the retreat to learn more and to probably get me even more into what i need to go on this path so yeah that was my that's yes love it
0: thank you for sharing i mean it's quite something because uh coffee is oftentimes a very difficult thing for people to give up and getting one skin clear is also nothing that is so easy i mean you know the uh the companies, the skincare companies are in the multi-billions of course, and doing everything they can to help people, and sometimes they work and oftentimes they don't, and yet it costs a fortune so that these could be the, the byproducts of just making some healthier choices, a bunch of healthier choices yeah,
1: it is, with yeah, your it diet is, absolutely. is
0: important, right? Well, not
1: absolutely. to mention
0: sleep, increase of sleep, uh, improved sleep. Another big problem as you said in our lives today with the amount of right. stress and chaos that we are experiencing on virtually every level of society. It's really hard to maintain equilibrium, center, inner quiet, as well as of course getting really
1: deep rest. Right. Yes, absolutely. And and to think that the skincare I was not even looking at the skincare, my whole thing was trying to, you know, maybe Learn about losing a couple of pounds and trying to get off the coffee, and it, yeah, I got a whole range of other things along with it that I wasn't expecting. Mm. And wonderful, of course, yes, and you, you have to experience it in order to believe it. That's, what yeah. I, that's <laughs> yeah, definitely has to be valid, validation to. And I was kind of like, yeah. oh, I don't, you know, choice. this kind of seems a little extreme, you know, but. It, it's helped, and it's gotten me yes. what i needed, and, and I'm so blessed that I was able to get off the caffeine. And I tell you, my daughter works at Starbucks. I walk into Starbucks, I have no craving whatsoever. <laughs> I walk wow. in there, like my 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 sense of smell and taste buds, like, I, I, I have no craving. It's just like, wow. So
0: interesting. Yeah. So interesting, yeah. that inner transformation. Well, of course, that's what Kat calls it, the transformational diet. And now we understand up close and personal why <laughs> it's not a mistake, you know. So and who couldn't stand to now, drop a just... few pounds for crying out loud, right? Who couldn't stand to do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, Connie, yeah. I very much appreciate your input here. It's been very illuminating and I look forward to seeing you very soon.
1: Sure. Thank you for Florida. having me. Have a good day.
0: Absolutely. I gotta get Thanks going. For okay. In. We'll talk
1: soon. Bye bye now. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. Sure. Bye. Bye bye now. So that is an example of many of the reports that Kat has heard and I have heard by now of the kinds of results and changes that happen in people's lives. It's it's profound. It's a profound change for most people, but it's also a profound result for people. So I'd love for you all to come to understand some of the science behind this because it's all scientifically based. It's based on physiology and discoveries that have been made about uh, the master hormone leptin and Cat James is arguably one of the leaders in the world in implementing this understanding into practical ways of how do we eat in respect to leptin how can we consume and prepare food and all of that in a way that maintains a leptin sensitivity instead of completely overriding it, which most people, Americans and everyone, generally does in today's environment of a fast food society and contaminated food society in which we all live. It's not real food, folk. it's, folks. It's fake food all the way around it, uh, but when you hang out with cat, you actually got, start to enjoy real food again so Cat James, welcome to a better world again. Great to have you, my dear.
2: Great to be back, Mitchell. It's nice to hear Connie and it's always um I had her on my my uh show as well, and uh you know it's it's a different things that people remember at different times and, and, uh, but you, um, you know, even I think of when, as you were describing, you know, the new kind of fast food society, I bet that most of your listeners, certainly most of my listeners have been, uh, you know, on the wiser end of that and, and eating what they believe is health food. Just like I did, you know, as this uh, woman, vegetarian, formerly vegetarian, as Connie was. And that is a very big, yes. big change and that me. she made. Yeah. And uh that did things has done yeah. for her things that uh her her former vegan diet never ever came close to doing and, and she was just not having that much fat and and uh being vegan and, and couldn't get this weight, uh, thyroid in my view, thyroid issues and adrenal issues, uh and Salt. just had resort yeah. had resorted yeah. to overstimulating so, her central nervous system, which I think most people note- do
0: if you would, lay out the science that you have since come to um, in what underlies uh, your approach to the transformational diet.
2: Sure. And I at least want to mention that I, before the hormone leptin, um, which is a lesser-known hormone, but you could say that insulin is the sugar sensor, leptin is the fat sensor, and there's a, a something called mTOR, which is the protein sensor. I knew of this, nothing of this in 1990 mm-hmm. when my liver started to fail after the eating disorder, and I stumbled on moments of freedom from my food obsession and depression and feeling physically yes. different from certain food choices, and... And wound up after a year and a half of trial and error making that incredible feeling, uh, which was the first break from feeling hellish and making it last 24-7. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. until 14 years after I unknowingly harnessed the power of this master hormone leptin that one of the foremost clinical experts in the world, Dr. Ron Rosedale, wound up uh, discovering what I was doing and what I was helping other people do and said there was no one else doing it in the world. And uh, what I was obsessed with doing, and this is after an amazing career in mainstream beauty, you know, where people would kill for that kind of career. I was working uh, with celebrities, Sarah Jessica Parker, Martha Stewart, uh, but I uh, had spent so much time among these, you know, beautiful people, being this person who was food obsessed, and to be free of it, and now mm-hmm. free of it for 27 years, something that very few people ever biochemically escape from. They may white knuckle it, or you know, live sober, uh, you know, but not with the the biochemical change. And so now we know, and since 94, when the first rodent studies were done with leptin and the the, uh, leptin-injected mice uh, lost weight, We know it's so, so much more, but it's not about calories uh, and it's about information that's being passed via hormones in the body. And this happens to be the hormone that says either uh, I'm heavy enough and strong enough and muscular enough and can reproduce or I'm in a famine. And so I'm going to signal uh, for pure fat storage in the body and for you to have uh, mortal hunger and to to be constantly hungry or to be incredibly and dramatically sated in a way that uh, most people, uh, the vast majority of people experience as something unprecedented, the level of satiety. And they often call leptin the satiety hormone, and people think, oh, get me some of this. And and I say, you know, you can. It's in your body. It's circulating your body, but your hypothalamus isn't listening to it, you know, just like people that are spiking their blood sugar all the time and their receptors don't listen to insulin anymore and they become diabetic or insulin resistant. So it's
0: not listening because it's basically being overridden by the presence of what?
2: It's actually uh, too much leptin itself uh, because when you spike blood sugar and insulin, you're also spiking leptin and uh, fat cells themselves produce leptin and so when you have this elevation in leptin which is not good and that's also a common misunderstanding, oh leptin is good well leptin is good but too much of it, just like too much insulin is going to actually inactivate its own signaling and effectiveness.
0: So in other words when insulin gets overrun and challenged in the body because it has to match the sugar levels Leptin is going wrong, along for the ride as well, and it's only in when general, you yeah. eliminate the when you eliminate the sources of the sugar in the body, you eliminate sugar, then the leptin goes down to a normalized level and can kind of properly conduct the hypothalamus business with the can to the thyroid. Hypothalamus.
2: Yeah, exactly. And suddenly it's sensitive okay. again, and you've recovered from leptin insensitivity, just like recovering right. from insulin insensitivity. Insulin's
0: insensitivity, right. So the two kind of ride side by side with each other. Leptin resistance or insulin resistance. Exactly, exactly. So this is a major breakthrough in understanding of human physiology and human nutrition, Kat, as you well know, because you're a pioneer in this happening. But for the rest of us, even those of us who are quite knowledgeable about nutrition and human health, this just went by the wayside, this was not part of my my education, if you will, over the course yeah. of decades in the holistic health field and, and if so it was meeting everything you would be was a, yeah. well meeting you at the new life expo uh a nutrition panel that I moderate you know year after year for many yeah. years here in New York City was a real eye opener for me, and i 've been kind of a uh, following you around ever since, (laughs) and uh,
2: that's why I wanted you to come and speak to
0: our audience again.
2: Yeah, and it was uh, great to have your contribution uh, to the retreat, and I'm looking forward to that part of it, too, uh, the one that's going to be on February 27th in Florida. Tell us a little bit about what happens on the retreats. Well, it's interesting because we get people involved in Preparing themselves for what is not just a—it's a—it's not a minor transition. It's heavy duty. So I have to impress a it upon people this is not going to be like a little uh, like a little uh, fun experiment. It's serious. A getaway
0: and, in the mount in the
2: right, beautiful right. hills
0: of Florida. Yes,
2: right? yes. <laughs> Although some people have uh, kidnapped their you know mother or sister because they knew they needed it, and uh, but it is yes. uh, there's a, 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 re- a withdrawal on several. Levels. Levels With someone like Connie, uh, we get them started ahead of time to mitigate any of the transitional discomforts that could happen from probably the greatest yeast die-off, for example, that you could ever have. Uh, You're going to have a change in your body's primary fuel, which means there is going to be one day where your body is not receiving the fuel it is used to. Almost everyone is primarily burning sugar, for example. You'll actually uh, run out of your glycogen stores and uh, flip into a literally a fat burning state. A lot of people think they're fat burners, and they're really not. Thermogenics is, is not, you know, uh, thermogenesis is not part of what this is. This is the body literally uh, preferring uh, fat, which it's supposed to be using primarily in anything except for a famine state. So most people are running in a famine, fat storing state. So they have that big transition and and the body starts to accept the new fuel literally on day three or four. All of these things I observed without knowing what I was doing until about seven years after, I mean, maybe 14 years after I'd done it for myself and about seven years after starting to help others to achieve these hallmark symptoms of the the dramatic appetite drop-off, the sudden Mm -hmm. stabilization of energy and mood, that mental clarity uh, in the morning even, and then the deep sleep and all of these things, including no longer being allergic to things, the incredible immune modulation uh, that has even been found to take place with heavy-duty autoimmune diseases. Uh, And I don't want to make any claims, but uh, rodents, for example, uh, will have elevations of leptin just before onset of MS. Uh, Things like that are are really incredible, and they are consistent with incredible things that I've observed that blow my own mind, and now I've done almost 100 retreats uh, and uh, have been at this for quite some time.
0: Well, thank you for that. That's so interesting. And so that means if it's happening to rodents, and a lot of humans are sort of like rodents, no, I'm kidding. Um, we <laughs> might see some relationship <laughs> there in. Bad jokes, folks. <laughs> but uh, no, in fact, uh, needless to say, you know, rodent and, you know, rat and mouse studies are done all the time as precursors to. Experimenting with humans. But what we yeah. know is, even in the human population, that sugar is poison, even if it tastes so good. Or maybe because it tastes so good, it becomes poisonous. I don't yeah. know. But well, whatever it that. is. I knew
2: it's that. Been, you know that. Your listeners know that. But the problem is. They're getting so many things they don't think is sugar. Everyone says, I don't eat sugar. And uh, isn't it surprising how many things turn into sugar? And the more metabolically challenged a person is, you know, even beans... Uh, and, and uh, you know, certain vegetables, cooked vegetables uh, can, can turn into sugar. Everyone has an individual threshold at which that happens.
0: That's right. That's right. So say a little bit about, I know you just talked about what happens on the retreat, that people go through the burning up of the glycogen storage. They They flip into fat burning, which is sort of what this whole thing pivots on, and then they go into their lives as fat burners and,
2: and it 's over, and if they don 't have a lot of education leading into it, they don 't ever uh, they, they tend to underestimate the process and a lot of people uh, have this transition before they even arrive at the retreat and I try to make that happen with the majority of people yes. Um, yes. and uh, but there are also uh, people are producing certain enzymes according to what they 've been eating, so if someone hasn 't been eating fat, for example, we try to acclimate them to their body acceptance. Fat even before they arrive, but then there's the whole overwhelming. Uh, there's the ideological transition where people are so programmed, you know. To and in the, in the the ratios of fat. It's not like you're sitting there with a plate of fat in front of you, but the ratios no. as far as calories from fat is very high. And I can't give that a number because again, it's individualized. So is protein intake. And this is not to be confused with high protein diets, which unfortunately most keto diets with the guidelines that are out there online first of all have a pun a ton of deal breakers uh, that I would call them deal breakers and what I call borderline foods that are inevitably abused but they're also too high in protein and excess protein turns to sugar and that's a big surprise for many people who say I do not eat sugar uh, because your excess protein is going to turn to sugar so um, and so uh, it also causes cancer excess protein in fact it, it uh, gives a bad name, it will uh, cause all sorts of problems Uh, too much IGF-1 which is pro-cancer only the excess protein has been really at the bottom of all of these rumors that eating low carb is going to give you cancer, it's really excess protein that gives you cancer
0: well I guess yeah or excess carbs also, I mean sugar is sugar
2: certainly that that, that that contributes to it yeah but uh, yeah. but protein is yeah. directly linked as well it 's super powerful more uh cancer causing than people realize because it signals cell replication so anybody you know who's trying to be a bodybuilder and consuming a lot of they 're actually doing that at the at the uh, expense likely the of longevity yeah yes yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. interesting so in fact, you know I do want to ask you about some of the illnesses like the Big C and MS and others that you have seen uh, reversed uh, through and, people and I who wanna, have engaged you know, your diet. But sure. I also want to go from there into that, what you just brought up, which is the muscle-to-fat ratio and how yeah. bodybuilders and others who are very interested in athletics, etc., can benefit from, from your program. Yeah. But first, yeah, I'd like, if you I'll... would, spend a few minutes talking about the uh, illnesses where people have come sure. to you uh sure. frustrated with conventional medicine yeah. and yeah. uh have gotten the benefit.
2: Yeah. First I need to say everything I'm about to tell you is pure coincidence. It couldn't possibly have had anything to do with my diet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, of course. <laughs> Let's get that
2: through. but you
0: have been able to what I like yeah. about this is that you have been able to continually repeat these yeah. coincidences. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes, you're right. You're right. All right, so an oncologist uh m s symptoms were gone within two days, and he, she was in disbelief, so I actually had uh you know uh, a clinical expert uh get on the phone with her to, to say this isn't a fluke um uh, and uh, things i haven't even had not even heard of so that was a know, doctor ranulo-
0: a doctor herself went through the yes. program and oh oh she, experienced was, in a, she that. was in a trance
2: she was in a trance when she left because she is an oncologist steeped in conventional practice, and and in in two days, her symptoms were gone, and they did not come back. And they may have come back later if she slid off the diet, et cetera, and, boy, have I closed a lot of loopholes over the years. You know, this is a frontier, and I'm running an ongoing incredible experiment uh, that has to be gone through because this will never be known under a microscope or in a lab. You will never do this, and people don't, you know, they're not in captivity and all the dietary studies are just based on on uh, you know associations, but you can't get this kind of information any other way. Um, but yes. there's the Wegener's granulomatosis. There's the interstitial cystitis. There is um, hepatitis C, things that I would never utter that I can help, and yet these people's doctors say, what in the heck happened? And in one case, a woman whose story I told in my book, The Truth About Beauty, which, by the way, is not, doesn't quite get you to leptin sensitivity. It's sort of a pre-program that I have people use before they go all the way, which is more heavy-duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this woman, Betty, um, her doctor her story was told in my book her doctor said called her and said what's going on I mean after years of regular hospital trips her nose caving in and draining her eye of pus and her t- t- tissues oh. attacking themselves with this autoimmune disease it stops and then t- she fell off the diet 10 years later got in trouble again moved to Mexico went off my diet and same thing almost at death r- writing her will and this turned it around again and both her rheumatologist and pulmon- one of them was in tears, Amazing. and they couldn't believe she's thriving again. And saying to all of these support groups, you don't have to just talk about how you're going to make dying less painful. And uh, and hepatitis C, What about doctor, Lyme one, disease? And and as far as Lyme disease, all I can talk about is symptoms that I've seen, massive and mm-hmm. dramatic. And and this is again, everybody, I'm not making a claim. So this is just observation of symptoms. Yes. Okay. And it's all, mm-hmm. I'm sure, coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've seen yeah. one CA 125 numbers go down in a uh, ovarian cancer uh, sufferer. Uh, I have seen glioblastomas, and a, a doctor who said you're not supposed to still be alive uh, at a Christmas party with someone who did my program, whose glioblastomas shrank. Um, I have I have I, I just uh, skin tags falling off, um, and five years of interstitial cystitis in a person during the program, the pain goes away, and she goes home, and it, and her doctor says you don't even have this anymore, and she wound up uh, hosting a program. Um, and and on and on. I mean, I could I could just go. Oh, fibroids. Someone who was told by their doctor they were never supposed to have children. This is because. What you're stopping is proliferative problems. If your leptin gets elevated, you're going to have proliferative problems. But beyond the satiety thing and the fact that it quells body-wide inflammation to the point where fluid loss is so great when you flip into leptin sensitivity, and in my approach, probably the shortest amount of time uh, that, that it could possibly take, uh, usually day three or four, which is why my programs are now only five days instead of seven days or 14 days long. As I got better at this, it happened. Faster, but you will lose a ton of fluid related to edema, which is inflammation related. Rings spin on people; they are able to take off rings or have the rings spin for the first time since they got married. There, uh, people aren't you know at the same program suddenly see their shins, and I mean I can think of two women right now. One who was in tears like on the Sunday, and the program started on a Thursday, and she was there for her daughter's eating disorder, and her daughter, by the way, said, "You know what? I have a, a poster of." Armstrong, on my wall, it should be, and I, this is going to sound self-ingratious, she goes, why don't I have a poster of you because you've just fixed my eating disorder. And uh, eating disorders are, are gone. And, and that woman came just for her daughter. And another woman who came just for her daughter's eating disorder, which, by the way, they were going to institutionalize this girl, 12 outbursts a day, her brother and her father both said, where's my sister, when she returned home. Now, all of this, everybody, is a coincidence, I promise you. Uh, But uh, the change in behavior uh, and how this heals the dopamine pathways, grows the cerebral cortex, balances very quickly sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, which really determines Mm -hmm. our level of anxiety and our uh, propensity to bounce off the walls.
0: This, of course, is something of very very, – this is of particular interest to me because of my work in – psychology, counseling, yeah. psychotherapy, oh, yeah. and, uh, and acupuncture over the course of many years. Yeah. So yeah. stress management and stress reduction are, are high yeah. notes in my yeah. work with people. So I yeah. have found and your program to be particularly of value in this area. Yeah. It's awesome to hear about the results that you have seen over the course of, at this point, many, many years. So yeah. it's
2: and, the point and, being yeah, do, that it's a
0: consistent and sustained oh, effect that you are yeah. seeing. This is not it's, like a flash so in the pan kind of thing. It's so consistent that there are
2: very few exceptions when it comes to, for example, anxiety, and you help people so much at a certain point if their nutrition is so far off, and especially if they're not consuming fat and their food isn't nutrient-dense, they are going to hit a wall, they're not going to be able to get deep-wave sleep, Uh, and then you can help, you know, to mitigate that, but then this this additional piece is going to mean it's such a one-two punch. Well, you're right. At
0: the end of the day, you know, fats are, you know, I got a lot of my education about fats. Many many years ago, which I actually promptly ignored, from Udo Erasmus, who I interviewed mm-hmm. on a Better World mm-hmm. TV, who wrote well, was wonderful about good fats, bad fats. Yeah, and uh-huh. I remember a particular study that was done with the introduction of fats. In that case, it was flaxseed mm-hmm. and a few others into crimin- into um, prison populations, and it was a dramatic reduction yeah. in oh, yeah. violence and agitation oh, yeah. and anxiety. Yeah. And then they did it in classrooms with children. They did the same thing.
2: So, you know, we
0: know that there are these correlations and coincidences. uh, No, we actually have scientific evidence of
2: this. There's that third rail of saturated fat, right? Because people say, oh, I'm advanced because I'm eating olive oil now and I'm eating coconut oil. But there are key roles for cholesterol and saturated fat. You just don't want oxidized uh, but actually, that you know, you hear about the good cholesterol, HDL. One of the one of the simplest, amazing ways is eating saturated fat. But you have it from good animals, from uh, grass-fed animals, and uh, frankly, yeah. uh, products from grass-fed animals. You don't want to overcook them either; that then becomes pro-cancer. Um, but it, it, the difference between those fats is really night and day in terms of pro-inflammatory uh, versus anti-inflammatory and anti-cancer. Well, when you're talking about Let me just animals. let
0: everyone know that you are listening to uh, A Better World with Mitchell J. Rabin. We are on every week, usually on Wednesdays, and this will be broadcast also on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we are catching Kat before she leaves for Florida for the retreat, so we wanted to get and Connie on now and if you go to our website www.abetterworld.tv you can sign up for our free newsletter which goes out only about once a week with a blog with announcements of who our guests will be on the radio and the community TV show aired every Monday in the Big Apple at 7 o'clock but you can also watch it on our website a better world. TV. So sign up for our newsletter and become part of the A Better World community, which is gaining momentum as we so need momentum to change things around in our world. And Cat James's work actually is very instrumental in the change that we need to see and be in this world, which is why I've had her on now several times. And it's always a pleasure, Kat, to have you and get underneath a lot of the science and a lot of the just direct hands-on experience that you've had now over the course of what is it, 27 years at this point? Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't look yep. old enough for it to be 27 years, but <laughs> That's
1: what I'll take your laugh word when I for say it. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll when take your my, word. When I was going to do, uh, do my first my P, my PBS special that I did back in 2004, uh, they originally said you're not old enough, and I was I think what was how old was I in 2004? I'm 52 now, so so I think I was yes. old enough then. Uh, but, we're going to uh, have to yeah. card
0: you. That's what. Yeah.
2: So let's yeah, pick yeah.
0: up on where we were. If you would just let's clarify the whole cholesterol myth. So people really get clear about this yeah. story and this. The talk about hoaxes. This is a hoax. Yeah. And it's a hoax the, that would it's be about like about money. And it's yeah, it's the perfect recipe for control. mental illness.
2: The perfect recipe yeah. for mental illness and a lack of immunity. You need cholesterol to actually convert sunlight into vitamin D. Can you imagine? Um, oh. And and it's a part of your brain. It's so our it's form recipe. of
0: photosynthesis, in effect. Yep. Yep. <laughs> In a way, and it's but, our, but this is and the other thing. Let me thinking. let me ask. Let me ask. Uh, the cholesterol is it not actually a protein?
2: That it is lipoproteins. Yep, so and it does expands on that it because most you. people
0: don't even realize this.
2: Yeah, so it's like one of the things is it's a patching agent. It also makes up a lot of our brain. But it's also a patching agent. It's a healing agent. Uh, We immediately, and it's an antioxidant. Even what we have been told is the bad cholesterol, LDL, carries fat-soluble vitamins, which is critical, uh, but which is going to affect your bones. It's going to affect everything that vitamin D and K and E uh, and A are going to affect. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so you stop that, and we've got experimental drugs that are now going to, with an injection, going to stop the LDL. Uh, But it's only oxidized and small particle that become, uh, you know, that collect. But why does it collect in the arteries? Because of fissures that are caused by inflammation that are caused by, drum roll, uh, sugar. And so your only way to get uh, a collection in your arteries of the small particle that LDL that oxidizes is to first have too much sugar or uh, poor quality oxidized, hydrogenated, uh, or oxidized fats. And most of those are going to come from vegetables. Vegetable oil is horrid. I know you know this, uh, other than uh, the ones that don't require, you know, hexane to extract them. So your coconut oil is fine, and your olive oil, but your corn oil and safflower and most of these uh, have uh, solvents involved and bleaches involved, and this is bad stuff. And it's those oils and things that turn to sugar and elevate your blood sugar that are going to cause the roughness and the fissures in your arteries that are going to invite and need healing. And uh, so that's really the whole, the whole story. So in, is short, can, in
0: short, we've been sold for any number of different reasons, political, economic, etc., uh, a myth about the bad cholesterol, the LDL cholesterol and it's simply not true. And the cause right. of the bad LDL cholesterol being saturated fats also not true. Right. Oh,
2: right? oh, oh absolutely. Okay. In fact, that and just say another effect. word,
0: say another word, Even, if you would, Kat, about the the healthful effects yeah. of saturated fat that we actually get from animals. Healthy, yeah. healthy, yeah. organically yeah. grown, Perfect. grass-fed and finished. Yes, exactly. Yes.
2: Before I forget, though, I want to say that the, our, the uh, LDL... Uh, that winds up in the arteries, which is just trying to do its job, uh, is yes. recycled from the liver. It's not even coming from the diet. They did studies on tens mm-hmm. of thousands of people yes. who had high cholesterol intake, and it made n- almost no impact whatsoever on their uh, cholesterol or their propensity or prediction of heart disease. And uh, so, where do we spelled- see fatty? Where do we see fatty
0: liver disease come from? And sugar. also explain sugar. what statins do and do not do.
2: Yeah, fatty liver oh. fatty liver is sugar okay. uh elevation Not that and much. uh yeah, and then uh, the saturated fat is beautiful. Europeans can have like 500 overall ratio of uh, or overall cholesterol, which, by the way, please everybody don't listen to anything about oh your overall levels are too high, uh, because uh, the Framingham study, which they lied about the conclusions of, and I talk about in this section of my book, which yeah. I call "Shedding the Deeper Layers of Fat Phobia," how all of uh, you know the Framingham study conclude they lied and said that people with lower cholesterol live longer, when in fact, and the study author even has admitted uh, that the people with the highest cholesterol and the highest fat intake uh, over one of those, this is one of the longest-term studies, they live the longest, okay? Uh, And so uh, it's just the way it is. They framed
0: the Framingham study,
2: Kat. Yeah, Yeah, they did, exactly. (laughs) And so saturated fat is going to give you your relaxation, your satiety, uh, and and the different components of it that I talked about can be anti-inflammatory. In fact, again, going back to LDL, one of the first Mm -hmm. things it's going to do is fight inflammation in your body. And guess what's left over? Uh, What it does after that is it makes your sex hormones. Cholesterol makes your sex hormones. So mm. you are if you don't have saturated animal fat going you're going to have, have
0: a lot of cholesterol then
2: <laughs> Yeah you know there is there is some of it in the body uh cholesterol, but the intake of it is important, and you will feel and people who haven't been eating fat especially, you give them their first meal uh with this and and they will instantly feel relaxed. I had people have had people in tears numerous times at my program and just sit out on the porch and and just say and just just they can't feel believe good. how long they've denied them, how they've been talked into denying their body something it desperately needs.
0: You know, needless to say, there's a big conversation and in many ways a very legitimate one having to do with uh, cows and beef and the beef industry um, creating a tremendous volume of methane, which is way, way worse for our environment than CO2. But what they don't realize is that we're not here talking about uh, industrialized beef. We're talking about pasture beef
2: and grass-fed
0: and grass-finished. Could you put another line or two to that?
2: Yes, they do everything they can to subsidize the wrong way of doing things, as you know. And then, uh, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of U.S. Wellness Meats, uh, and I feature their stuff yes. at my programs. And uh, he, what came from mainstream farming, I mean, he was working with Monsanto, and he really uh, established the first, you know, huge uh, distribution of the grass-fed and uh, it's astounding what I learned about how grassland farming is one of the most powerful CO2 carbon sinks and one of the most viable ways to actually reverse man-made contribution uh, to global warming. And uh, Alan Savory did a TED Talk. He was one of the top uh, people in this field, uh, environmental mm-hmm. field, and went to Africa. And where there was grazing, there was grass again and deep roots grass yes. and that is also uh it captures water and so there's water yes. catchment and it it ma- makes yes. and makes the soil viable again in desert areas and so yes. this is actually you know it's really thought that there should be millions of animals grazing animals that that's what's missing in our nat- uh national parks. Yes. And uh, so, in the grassland conversation, just like you said, you, it, it is not. Uh, just, I mean, this whole idea of you know animals having to like wear you know uh, methane catchers, and it, it's just, it's just insane uh, because yes. they're doing such well. A it's favor, because actually, becomes a, right.
0: they become right. There becomes a disproportionate distribution of cow dung, and if it's all concentrated in one place with nowhere to spread, no grass. Right no land yeah. to spread it, you will get a problem. That is Las undeniable. Vegas.
2: Las Vegas actually dried out because of the mistake of keeping the animals in one place. So responsible roaming grassland farming is the answer. That's what is we have to kind of work back into our uh, yeah. structure of of how things are laid out is the ability for them to roam.
0: Sure. Think about the buffalo on our own lands, our own, you know, country. Buffalo yeah. roamed. That's the famous yeah. song, and exactly. you know, and Native peoples ate the buffalo with love and respect. They ate it, and Absolutely. recognizing that our eating meat is actually part of the food cycle, and we in yeah. turn are eaten by parasites and by bacteria. So you know, yep. everybody's in on it. You know, yep. and that's the way yep. nature was designed. And people just don't really want to, no pun intended, digest that. But yeah. I really. Th- Thank you for clarifying that for a lot of people. Also, actually, I asked if you would mention something about statins, which is another byproduct of the whole cholesterol myth, and so many people are being harmed by these. So, take a moment, and uh, if you would, share.
2: In in review of the things that cholesterol does for us to lower uh, cholesterol needlessly, does harm, again, our ability to fight inflammation. um, But it also makes your statins, it's been shown, uh, will contribute to your first heart attack being more likely to be fatal. And it also contributes to dementia. Often, uh, statin drug use will bring on symptoms that are mistaken for Alzheimer's disease. Uh, And these are, these are
0: studies that you've seen? That, that, well, actually,
2: that out. Um, that's been—I haven't looked at that study myself. It's just uh, there to, to show you the muscle well, loss, for example. They've actually yes. one of the drug companies patented a form of statin with CoQ10 because it depletes CoQ10, and that's that affects the heart muscle. And yes. uh, this is this in, in a way that contributes to the original cause of heart attacks. And so um, if you, I went to a pharmacist once. I walked up to her because there was a sign that said, ask us, if you're taking statins, ask us about CoQ10. And I said, so how about CoQ10? And she looked at it. She didn't even know what to say. She rolled her eyes and said, it's so political. They were just doing it so that they wouldn't get sued later uh, for, for not having at least a sign up to say, ask your doctor about being deathly depleted of CoQ10, which affects all yes. your muscles. Um, but, but all of these symptoms, if you look them up, uh, you will see that you aren't going to have uh, the cholesterol that helps your skin also to be beautiful, and people get um, alligator skin from it. Uh, and it's well known that any anti- anticholinergic drug is going to give you symptoms of, uh, of, of uh, dementia, and that's very well known. And uh, then you lower, and then you have all of the other effects of cholesterol uh, conversion of sunlight to vitamin D, sex hormone reprodu- uh, production, uh, and also anti-inflammatory effects, and carrying of fat-soluble nutrients. And it's a recipe for disaster. And also, you can look, and the, their effectiveness is in very rare. And then you see a study, there is a study that compares the effects of niacin uh, to one of the well-known statin drugs, and Mm -hmm. uh, they were similar, and niacin made the arteries flexible uh and so it's about you know the, the, the oxidation and not oxidizing and the uh keeping the arteries flexible the and also not D-pop eating platters, right and and it's yes and it's known to be not all about uh not having uh the inflammation in the first place and uh these are not anti inflammatories So what you need to do is have an anti inflammatory diet and the ultimate anti inflammatory diet goes back to That's really
0: the answer. You know,
2: and and this again And the
0: lifestyle in overall, the biggest dietary studies
2: Exactly, inflaming. but the biggest dietary studies now say there's no more question it's low carb. Low carb high fat. Yeah. And uh, the A to Z study and the Swedish um, uh, review study, uh, these are the biggest reviews of all time and the largest studies, and they all agree. So there is no more. Do not do low-fat, anybody. Uh, It will not only cause all of the problems you're trying to prevent, uh, but it will keep you uh, hungry and agitated.
0: That was thank you. That that was another major myth that got circulated and remains in circulation to this day yeah, because it's the reason it takes we a have long time for statistics. the food companies and the yeah. society at large to catch up with the science. And the science yeah, but is yeah, very it has served the directed. drug
2: industry well has served exactly. the drug industry so, extremely well and has created all of our current obesity, we, diabetes, and opioid exactly. use and and psych drug statistics can all be thanked it's a to that truly low fat tragic death.
0: situation and people really the dark need to again no pun, again digest this information. In our yeah. closing minutes, Kat, I promised that you would speak about the fat-to-muscle ratio that gets shifted. Sure. So for athletes yeah. and others that are yeah. active and want to see that change, or people who want to just simply um, yeah. lose weight, what they really want to do is lose fat and gain muscle. That's a much yeah. more accurate... You know, That phrase of lose weight is, again, such a misnomer, but it's exemplary of and yeah. characteristic and a, of the kinds of thing. misunderstandings that, that utterly, completely dominate our society, and it's, it's inside our languaging, and it's another yeah. problem. Uh, this is problem, again. So.
2: It's hormonal. It's not about eating a bunch of protein Uh, in fact you want freed testosterone not just testosterone and once that leptin signaling returns you have freed up testosterone that blows people's minds so uh, all of the athletes who have attended thinking that they were just going to come along with their wife for example and then uh, a a trainer from The Biggest Loser and uh, I had two fitness models one from Canada, one from Australia they were all mind blown at the muscle to fat ratio change which has been shown to happen when they're is a return of leptin sensitivity due again to freeing up of testosterone, which is also why libido comes back and, uh, and and reproductive function.
0: Mm-hmm. So just say, how does that happen using uh, your diet?
2: So the minute you become leptin sensitive, it just happens on its own. So when you start to uh, see all of the hallmarks, the appetite drop-off, uh, the return of deep-wave sleep, which also helps release human growth, growth hormone and also raises your DHEA immediately. So that's, that's one of the things that leptin functioning uh, helps you do is you get that deep-wave sleep back. Uh, but all of your hormones are balanced and amazingly impacted by leptin sensitivity. So it has an effect mm-hmm. on uh, the hypothalamus. In women, it affects the ovaries. Uh, In men, it affects testosterone, and it also affects testosterone production uh, and freeing up testosterone in women as well. So women's muscle-to-fat ratio, which is why you'll look like you've lost much more weight, uh, yeah. than you see on the scale because you're gaining muscle yeah. and that trainer from The Biggest Loser in, in under two months lost 18 pounds and gained 6 pounds of pure muscle and the uh, one from Canada, the fitness model had to fire his trainer because his trainer would not believe that he was not taking steroids and this is after they had a very good relationship and he said, no man, you're taking steroids because he gained something like 2.3 uh, pounds of muscle in, a ma- in under a month and uh, oh. this was, while while working out, only about a third of the time that he was before.
1: Mm,
0: my God, that's amazing. Kat, if people are interested in uh, signing up for the classes that you offer, the teleclasses, or for the retreat this coming one, which would be a fantastic one to attend, because, well, we already know how beautiful it is down there in uh yeah. southwest florida um yeah. and or if people want to get in touch with you to learn more where will they go
2: sure well, they can email us directly at info at com, especially if they're interested in Florida, which comes up February 27th. There's also uh, Tuscany, Venice, uh, Vienna, and Salzburg that happens uh, starting May 15th. But informedbeauty.com is my website uh, since 1998. I also do have my own uh, show, the catjameshow.com. And uh, they can learn, though, at info at a fascinating way if they're wanting Great. to get some information on what's upcoming.
0: That's wonderful, Kat. Thank you again for being on the show and your beautiful contribution to our creating a better world. You really are a key component. And well, thank, thank you, you for what for you do,
2: Mitchell. It's awesome, and I love to have that uh, presented to my people as well.
0: Excellent. Well, we will do it again then, Kat. We'll do it again. Yes. Wonderful. Thanks again, and we'll have you back on again to go even further. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Kat James, everyone, informedbeauty.com. She uh, wrote this wonderful book that you can get there at that site or through ours at a TV. Go into our radio archive, and she's all over it. And it's because I feel so strongly about the work she's doing, and a better world stands squarely behind. work she's doing which is why I'm going down now to attend my second retreat with her just next week in uh, Florida and it's a beautiful place Amy's place is a great great um, Airbnb in fact and you can go and experience that as well so all of this takes place in the kitchen mainly in the kitchen, hands-on, with notebook in hand, learning and writing and studying and experiencing and eating the food that helps to support this kind of leptin sensitivity that Kat is so eloquent about describing. I'll just take one last moment to say, because I said I would, um, a little bit about my direct experience, and I Flipped. Yeah, I flipped my wig. No, I flipped while I was down there. I started a couple of days before I got there. It's true at Kat's recommendation, so I cut out all of some of my very favorite foods, like breads and starches of one sort or another, um, sweets like delicious ice cream, or then it was delicious, and now it's not so interesting and that actually gives you a sense of the kind of transformation I really did go through here uh, and I did go through a detox. I went through a, a very bad headache which I do not get and internal feeling of blah and in fact I was supposed to be doing a, a radio show with my dear friend and colleague Dr. George Love and I said, George, I can't Do it tonight. I'm sorry. I feel awful. And uh, I couldn't do it. But the next day, I felt fine. I felt good, in fact. Not just fine, I felt good. And then, upon arrival at the retreat and, uh, you know, eating the preparations that Kat and we all had a hand in, I found myself going through stages wherein I went from sugar to fat burning, and I saw it in my body. It's not like I'm big, big, heavy. I'm not, but I have some extra pounds that have been stubborn, even though I've had a good, green, healthy diet for many, many years, and I'm very physically active there is a certain kind of stubbornness, and it's because I did not understand the biochemistry. I did not understand the hormonal activity behind and beneath what food choices I was making. So it's very interesting, and basically, with Cat's help, I got to the bottom of that and I began to shed and shed and shed and it felt fantastic. It's also to be honest with you, uh, getting back into my life, I was very much able to carry that through. um, And my interest in things like ice cream and the rest was really, really had disappeared. I, I was awed at the change in my mind about these things that had been habituated in my life, for better and for worse, mainly worse. And so it was quite an interesting inner experience. And it is also true that certain social conditions and family conditions were such that I began to uh, to um, move away from the strictness of the program. Um, and as a result of that, I began to, my body responded immediately. So Now I'm back in the flow, if you will, and it remains still a little bit challenging because I haven't flipped completely back into being a fat burner, but that is the process, and that's the process of life, of moving through different phases and stages of our evolution and our development. So, uh, But I have touched base with the reality of the biochemistry, I believe that biologically we are here to fulfill and I feel that CATS program, as does Dr. Ron Rosedale, the leading expert in in leptin around the world says as well, most importantly, that CATS approach is the exemplar of how to implement the academic and scientific studies of the role of leptin in health in a practical way. So on that note, I want to just thank you all for listening. And if you are interested, go to informedbeauty.com, or you can certainly contact me directly. Also at mjr at abetterworld.net, mjr, my initials at abetterworld.net, and just put into the subject line, cat's program, or something of that sort, and I'll get the message, or F.A.T.S., exclamation point, <laughs> just having fun with you. In any event, please remember that we are a 501c3. That means a nonprofit organization, and we manage to survive and thrive based on your generosity and understanding the importance of shows like this to get us on track of creating a better world for one and for all, to sustain and thrive in this crazy world but beautiful one in which we all live. So thanks again for joining. If you want my services also contact me at that same email address mjr at for communication, stress management or business coaching or call 212-420-0800 and I look forward to seeing you all.